0: to welcome you to the Navigating Blinders Podcast. And on this episode of the Navigating Blinders Podcast, we have President and CEO of Bosman Enterprises, Mr. Jeff Nittman. How you doing, Jeff? I'm all right, Ray. How are you? I'm doing good. Get I on. wanted to bring you on the podcast. We're coming up to your one-year uh, anniversary as President and CEO of Bosman Enterprises. And I just wanted to talk to you about your overall experience of how you know the first year went and some of your plans for the future here at Bosman Enterprises so.
1: Sounds like a good deal. All
0: right, all right. So how's your day going so far today?
1: Not too bad. You know get up early every morning head on the treadmill and uh, get my energy up and uh, try to eat a little breakfast and come to work and work and enjoy it and uh, have a great day at Bosman because every day is a great day at Bosman.
0: Yes sir, yes sir.
1: So what were some of your biggest
0: efforts uh, within your first year here at Bosman Enterprise?
1: Well, my efforts in the first year uh, here at Bosman have been really focused on uh, a new strategic plan. So laying out the course for Bosman Enterprises and our foundation um, over the next three to four years and laying out the the foundation of where we're going, creating that vision for the employees so they can relate their daily tasks and the things that they're doing to the long term vision of where Bosma is going to that long-term goal, you know, three to four years down the road? Can I connect the dots from that end vision that I've tried to create here to what we're doing on a daily basis and why we do it and how we do it? And that's really been the focus over the last last year. So we've created a strategic plan for Bosma Enterprises and for the Bosma Visionary Opportunities Foundation as well. So we've done that, put a lot of effort into it, and actually, I guess tomorrow, it all kicks off. So uh, we're on July 1st, the new, the new fiscal year. It all starts, and we start rolling, and that's where we're going. So over the past year, you uh, worked with key
0: stakeholders to develop this strategic plan. Why was it important for you to uh, work with these stakeholders and to establish this strategic plan?
1: Well, every, every organization needs... Not only a mission and a vision, but a strategy to actually accomplish that mission and vision. So again, laying that, that, it provides that structure, that infrastructure underneath that mission and vision to allow you to actually achieve it. Otherwise, it's just a, you know, it's a phrase on a wall or a website or something like that that people, people can uh, recite back to you possibly. But how are you actually going to get there? So it's laying out that pathway, that that course to actually achieve our mission of providing opportunities for people who are blind or visually impaired and providing opportunities. So that's that's uh, why it's important to do that. And then it gives our employees and our stakeholders and our donors and the community a real idea of not only where we're going, but their their part in it, what they need to do and, and their importance to that mission and allows them to see that and actually, actually feel it and, and realize what they have to do to help us as part of the team achieve that mission. And that's internal stakeholders and external stakeholders, board members, donors, the community, employees, all of us working together to achieve that and that strategic uh, plan for both the foundation and enterprises will allow us to do that. So what are the uh,
0: key pillars of
1: our strategic plan? Our strategic plan, the first pillar is diversification. So we're trying to diversify, like any organization, we want to diversify our revenue streams. We don't want to rely solely on one customer so when i came in and looked at what we're doing we have a concentration with one specific customer that i believe is much much too large so for the well-being of uh, the future of bosma enterprises i want to diversify that that uh that revenue stream coming into bosma those customers so i want to diversify our customer base and our portfolio of products and services so doing that will reduce the risk across the organization and that's an escalating goal each year. So the first year you have a goal, and then you ramp it up. The second year, the third year, you ramp it up even more, and you continue doing that until you get to a point where it's mitigated any risk to the organization. So that's the first pillar. The second pillar is financial stewardship and sustainability. <clears throat> so we're talking about revenue coming in. Now we're talking about expenses and how we use those resources as they come in. How do we efficiently and effectively apply those resources to accomplish our mission? So increasing our our change in net assets as a not-for-profit or changing net assets and uh, increasing our gross profit, reducing our expenses so that we're using those those resources efficiently. You know, when I go out and I talk to a donor, I want them to understand that if you provide uh, support to Bosma Enterprises, we're not going to waste that money. We're going to effectively and efficiently use that to accomplish our mission. And the strategic plan kinda of lays that out and can provide them confidence that we we are good stewards of the resources that they're providing us. The third pillar is community engagement. So we can't be we can't accomplish our mission of providing opportunities if we're not effectively engaging our community. We have to make people aware of our mission and what we're doing. We have to actually change people's lives. We have to provide opportunities today so that we can change your lives in the future. And our, uh, our increasing our volunteers is one of the, the initiatives that lies underneath that pillar. Uh, increasing our brand awareness, there's a community impact index that lies within that community engagement that actually measures the number of people we employ, the number of people in the community we impact, and the number of clients we serve all put together to really quantify the effect we have on the local community, both economically and socially. How are we impacting the community? Because if we don't have a positive impact, then, then I failed as the leader of this organization. And that's really what we're driving towards with that pillar. Then the final pillar is organizational excellence. So we're talking about there, the first one, the community engagement is kind of an external focus. The organizational excellence is internal. So with the uh, organizational excellence, we're talking about Uh, communications, leadership, and building effective teams. So how are we effectively communicating our mission, our vision, our daily task across the organization? Do we have teams that are working together driving towards that, that uh, the goal that we've set or the strategic pillars? And then finally, uh, what kind of leaders are we? Are we effectively setting goals for our subordinates? Are we effectively uh, assisting them in meeting those goals. So as a leader, you know, I have to be able to set a standard, educate on that standard, assist my team in meeting that standard, and then hold them accountable as well. Right. So accountability runs throughout the the strategic plan. Are we effectively holding each other accountable so that we can reach the standards that are set with, throughout that strategic plan?
0: Definitely, definitely sounds like like a great, great plan here. Um, so well, what, I like to think so, yeah. <laughs> definitely. So what have you learned as, uh, within your first year here that, as president and
1: CEO of Bob Enterprises? Uh I've learned to be patient. I've learned I'm not the most patient man in the world. Uh, there's a lot of people, There's, uh, I'm sure my wife will tell you that, I'm sure a bunch of people who work directly for me will tell you that. but. Uh, Learning that I, I have to get a vision, I have a vision, I have to be able to communicate that down so that my subordinates or my, my team members know exactly where we're heading and their part in reaching that goal. So that communication and, and permeating allowing that culture, or that vision to permeate throughout the organization. So I think uh, when we're talking at strategic level, it all starts with my vision. Where are we going? How do I communicate that down? And then some of those changes, you know, come from the bottom. So the, the, the shipping clerk who knows the best way and the most efficient way to do that, how do I tie what he's doing on a daily basis to my vision? How do I connect those dots of everything in between? Is being patient as we, as we push that throughout the organization and, and communicating that out. So I think my big lesson is, is it takes time to do that it takes time to have that and it's basically what i'm talking about is culture change how do i how do i get people to understand where we're going and get moving on in the same direction so I, I believe probably being patient with that and and realizing i think cognitively i understand it takes two to three years to change that that throughout an organization me taking the time to be patient enough to allow that to happen. is probably the biggest lesson in my first year. This year
0: right here, 2020 has been unlike any other year we're dealing with a global pandemic with this coronavirus here. Um, Bob has been doing a great job of really just making sure that our customers are, you know, staying fulfilled with their glove orders and things of that nature. So how are you able to uh, navigate through this global pandemic uh, with your leadership?
1: Well, the pandemic, Honestly, when the pandemic hit, we were kind of prepping for it, you know, so so a lot of times when you, when you face a crisis, how you react to it is how, uh, is according to the amount of effort and foresight you had into preparing for a crisis. You may not know the specific crisis, but a lot of crises are the same, your business continuity plans being in place and uh, uh, your IT infrastructure being able to allow for teleworkers your uh, communications with your team on, um, on what's going to do, your, your stockpile, your, your, your supplies and your inventory all affect your ability to to react to that. So quite frankly, I think we've been very, we've reacted very, very well. Uh, we had that business continuity plan in place. And what we basically did was put that into motion and, and into action. So when I gave the word on a Monday, Tuesday, all the staff that were able to were able to telework and they were able to accomplish their tasks from home and the supervisors were able to to communicate during that time and they were able to provide guidance and supervision remotely and they were able to ensure that everything we need to accomplish on a daily basis was being accomplished no matter the location of the employee so We've reacted very, very well, and then we were able to provide the proper guidance and protective uh, personal protective equipment (PPE) to our employees who had to come in because our production staff are central employees who provide products to hospitals throughout the United States. So it's, it wasn't a choice to stay home. But can we provide? The question is, could we provide a safe and uh, uh, environment? in which uh, people can work and perform their jobs. And we've been able to do that, so I'm very, very proud of the way the staff and uh, the employees of Bosma have reacted because quite frankly, even with the pandemic going on, we haven't missed a beat. So every sale that's come in has gone out the door on schedule. Every call that's come in is getting an answered. Every financial statement that needs to be completed has been completed. So it's all taken place and that's that's really testament to not so much me, but the employees and the uh, leaders throughout the organization who are able to execute, adjust on the fly, and uh, execute their mission from whatever location they happen to be in.
0: Our employees, are, who are blind or visually impaired, are doing a great job. Are uh, have done a great job of making sure that the orders are getting filled. So
1: Absolutely, uh, Beautiful to see that people who are blind or visually impaired are really making a difference. You know, they've done a, they've done a great job. You know, it's uh. It's an amazing thing for a community of people who are blind or visually impaired who on a normal day face a 70% unemployment rate were actually deemed essential during the national crisis, you know, the pandemic. So uh, a lot of organizations out there who believe, you know, somebody who's blind or visually impaired doesn't have the ability to work, you know, <laughs> you know, when a lot of people were sitting home. They're the ones actually in the seat. At work every day because they're deemed essential to provide products to our veterans all across country. So, I'm I'm really happy with their reply or their response to the situation.
0: So, how did our um, how did our programs have to change uh, to continue to provide critical services for people who are blind or vision impaired?
1: Well, our programs. You know, our first concern with our programs, just like our employees, is always the health and safety of our clients and Mm -hmm. and the people we serve. So. We immediately, when we had to uh, adjust to the pandemic, the first thing I had to do was shut down, temporarily shut down programs. Luckily, as I said beforehand, preparing to, when you prepare for a crisis, you may not know the exact situation you're preparing for, but a lot of crises you're going to have the same response to, or the same, you have to take the same steps to actually accomplish your mission during a crisis, no matter what it is. So we were able to, uh, Set it down immediately, make sure our clients uh, were returned home safely and that they were safe. And then we turned our attention to implementing some of the things we've been working on beforehand. And that's actual actual distance learning for the blind and visually impaired. And a lot of our uh, assistive technology classes, a lot of our uh, other things we do, we were able to accomplish remotely just like our teleworkers so going forward as we come out of this pandemic and we've now started to return clients to our to our programs what that will allow us to do is one of the lessons learned from this whole pandemic situation is is our remote abilities our ability to reach out and touch even somebody who's blind or visually impaired through the internet and through online platforms will allow us to serve them more effectively and efficiently in the future and also expand our footprint quite frankly, anywhere in the world with internet access, right? Yeah. So we're able to use that to increase going back to our strategic plan. And we think about what I said about uh, uh, community impact. It would allow us to increase that community impact using those online platforms and those other things we've done uh, to serve our clients during this pandemic. It would allow us to expand that community impact and serve even more people. So, uh good things come out of all situations you just have to identify and use it uh, and react to them effectively and use them as a lesson learned as you drive forward in the future and that's one of them from the programs is our the expansion of our online reach is a big uh, part of what we' were able to do there well, a lot of uh, a lot of clients are definitely taking
0: advantage of that and definitely our resource and support line um, we've been uh, having a lot of people call in maybe in in need. I just wanted to talk to someone. So that's also been a great tool right now as we navigate through this other uh, global pandemic. Um, so despite uh, us all dealing with this global pandemic, Bob Enterprise is still out here uh, connecting with numerous businesses and one of those, Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So how did the uh, partnership between the Indianapolis Motor Speedway uh, come about?
1: Well, IMS reached out to us through uh through a, a board member and asked if we were interested in helping them as, as they try to relaunch some of the races out there at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And I absolutely jumped at the chance when I received the call because you're talking about the largest, probably the most iconic sports venue in the world, Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And uh, they asked us if we'd be able to provide uh, personal protection equipment for. For fans, as they come back to the races as they open it up, and and at the time the governor had just announced the reopening of the state and all that, so the the first major event this this opportunity allows us to not only partner with IMS and and what they're doing out there, but it allows us to be a part of kind of the relaunch in the community of the relaunch of IMS and be a part of 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 that uh, you know it's basically you know it's a historic event. Uh, reopening it, and then the Indianapolis 500 and all that, and allowing us to, again, serve in the community. We're providing protective equipment for not just uh, our employees and our clients and our customers, but fans coming from all over the country to attend a race in Indianapolis. It's Bosma Enterprises uh, through our partnership with IMS that allow us to reach out and actually touch them as well. So it's just a wonderful experience, and it's just just to be a part of that. Um, to kind of that rebirth here in the community is is a big part of why uh, we wanted to do it. And I'm very, very proud of our employees who got together and I don't know, in seven days put together something like 90,000 personal protective kits for fans out at IMS. IMS. So it's been a wonderful opportunity. I'm I'm grateful to IMS and I'm grateful to our employees for pulling it off.
0: There's definitely brand recognition right there, you're going to walk away and know who Bob Enterprises is. And Absolutely. Everything. So that's wonderful.
1: Are you getting back in the, in the car this year, Jeff, or no? Am I getting back in the car? No. Yeah I, 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 uh, yeah, I took my spin around there last year with yeah. Mario, I had a great time, it was a wonderful experience. I got to drive really fast. I always said, and I've said several times since then, if I could have driven that fast in Iraq I would have never been hit, right. but it, right. <laughs> right. unfortunately I couldn't, but it's okay, yeah. it's okay I'm yes. here today. Yes. yes. So.
0: So what are some of the goals um, for the enterprises uh, going forward?
1: Well, we're to continue to drive towards our strategic pillars. Okay. Uh, if uh, so, the strategic pillars are my personal goals. So if we're not successful, I'm not successful. So I'm personally responsible for all that. So that's what we're driving towards. And of course, our ultimate goal is our vision of equality for people who are blind or visually impaired. And that's what we're driving towards. That's what we'll always drive towards. And that's where we're going now. So that never stops. You know, we're uh, my job is as we're accomplishing those daily tasks, as we're meeting those goals throughout the year, <clears throat> I've got team members who are focusing on those goals. My, my role is to look two, three, four steps down the line to what comes after that. And that's what we continuously do. So how do I, who's the next, uh, who's the next, clientele that we can help or assist, who's the next customer that needs our help, how, and how do I use that opportunity to provide opportunities for people who are blind or visually impaired. So that's my role and that's where we're going uh, towards, driving towards that equality for people who are blind or visually impaired.
0: Sounds good. I want to thank you Mr. Jeff Mittman for coming on the podcast today and your leadership and uh, this year is not, not like with any other year. But you've definitely uh, handled it and uh, stayed on course. And uh, we've been able to reach a lot of our goals and continue to serve our customers and our veterans. So I definitely want to thank you for all the work that you've been doing uh, throughout the year. And if you guys want to learn more, please visit Bosma.org and make sure you're following following us on all social media platforms. And you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts. And I'll see you guys next week. Thank you.